three guys you never heard of. Don't need to wear masks because you never heard of us. That's pretty good. That was good. Thanks. That's just off the cuff. Three, three guys you never heard of, or, or, or this is the show where three guys you've never heard of learn Spanish. Why Spanish? Why? Tied to the movie. Come on. Joke. R- How is it tied to the movie? La Rata? La Rata? Did you? El Rato. Uh, oh. Yeah. Or El yeah. Rata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. El Rata, yeah. Uh, for a second, I was like, wait, did Brandon I go to the wrong movie? Yeah. Uh, okay, so three guys you've never heard of learn Spanish. Learn Spanish. It's the best I got. It's not very. That's good. the best you've got. It was a. It was a deep cut reference. I feel like it's pretty on brand. Three guys you've never heard of agree on a movie. Bold, bold, statement. very bold statement. I've got some. I've got some. I've got some uh, predictions for which way where thumbs are going. I guess I should say. I mean, it sounds like you think they're all going up. No, potentially, but <laughs> <laughs> no. I've got. I've got. I've, I think I know what's going to happen. I hope I know what's going to happen. Obviously, and if it doesn't happen, at least I'll always have thought it should have. We're this is too early for it. We're, we got to still get through. I know the we have to do a lot of other things. Awesome. Uh, so first, check check in. How are we doing? Things have changed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The world is changing. The planet's heating up. Oh, that was different. <laughs> That's not where I thought that was going. Uh, I yeah. We all start. Um, weakest voice out of the way first. Um, this is gonna become an ongoing thing now. Isn't maybe, it? maybe we got several ongoing things. Uh, I would, uh, yeah, life's good. Oh, I'm engaged. Oh, that's true. Fan base. Congrats, Dave. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Getting married in eight weeks. WTF? Um, Man, that's fast. Super fast, but not that fat. Not as fast as I've been prone. Ah, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so that's good. And uh, yeah, just besides that. I don't know. The pandemic was weird, but it was really, really good for me professionally. As, as if you had to rate pandemic thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> well, so the, for you, for you personally, for me personally, thumbs up. Like insane professional and personal growth over the last two years. Like Thanks. the la- the by far the best. Yeah, I think it goes without saying that we would say the pandemic is thumbs yeah, down yeah, yeah. total. But pandemic is a no. Dave is pro pandemic. <laughs> pro pro pan Dave. Um, I yeah for sure. But for me, like. I was super happy and making some good moves. Yeah. So it's been a great two years for me. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Nice. I Darn. mean, I'm kind of the same way. Because uh, I like I started streaming at the very beginning of it. I was this is this is now Duran's side cool thing. His main cool thing is that he's now a professional streamer. Well, not professional. Well, I don't know. It's a fuzzy line. Your definition of professional. But I uh, know. You saved me <clears> some <throat> money on my HelloFresh. That is true. Uh, I got my second that sponsorship's no longer a thing. Sorry, Scott. Wait, you you had a sponsorship for you for HelloFresh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you like did ad copy during your stream? Yeah. Whoa. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is how this many is, people is, took part in that? Uh, I think with you included, like four or five people. But they also That's so wild. just threw me some bones for even doing it. So oh, nice. Why is it no longer a thing? 
It was only a limited time thing. Oh, oh okay. It was till the end of February. Oh, okay, cool. I'm so impressed. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, we we <laughs> fantasized about getting uh, ad spots on this show. Well, eventually we might. Well, I think the name kind of will sh- will scare potential sponsors away. Yeah, it's true. That's true. <laughs> no one's ever heard of you guys. That's awesome, Drew. Congrats. Oh, thanks. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I I think I thrive in isolation. Wait, sorry, just like I just realized that we just talked a lot about HelloFresh, and they're not paying us. I guess <laughs> they paid Duran though. So don't listen to yeah. it. Don't get HelloFresh, guys. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's fine. If we uh, ever have a different food sponsor, we might have to cut this part out of a in the future but i think we'll be okay yeah but yeah otherwise uh yeah i i do well in isolation uh my wife does not so she was pretty upset for the majority and we would have these like daily or weekly check-ins where she would let me know how she's doing and then she would ask how i'm doing and i would say i'm doing good because i do fine i think in that environment i was bummed that we weren't able to keep doing this but there also weren't really movies, so yeah. we would have probably just been getting together and, and doing what exactly we're doing right now, which is just chit-chatting, which yeah. is always good. Yeah, which we did a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about you, I, Scott? I, I feel the same as you guys. It was, I, I have lots of hobbies that are very isolationist, and so I got a lot of cool things done, and yeah, I was happy. Again, overall it was weird, but fun, good. Yeah. We made it, guys. We're three thumbs up on pandemics. <laughs> three pandemics. Yeah, yeah, the the uh, the run of the pandemic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, I I, uh, I taught all online for a semester, which is we oh for a whole year, which is weird. Got two papers published. Ooh. I'm now a published author. Nice. Ooh. Is that so? Is that like peer review? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. One is in aerospace, and one is in. OLPN. I forgot that that one just got published. <laughs> oh. I, mean, I should probably know, but yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I which that. is That's exciting. Cool. All right. The Batman. The Batman. Uh, Duran and I did see it together mm-hmm. because Dave had to reschedule his tickets. So we Dave, got Dave's tickets. Yeah. Dave bought two tickets and then pawned them off on Scott and I. And I don't well, think either I, of us have I think paid it, him. Yeah. I think them. it's pawning if I oh, get something yeah. in return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pay back. <laughs> no, no. I sponsored it. I'll sponsor this episode. No, no, no. no. Episode sponsored yeah, you by. You guys are in my pocket right now. Dave. We walked in right as the previews were starting. Oh, nice. And Duran did the little calculus of like, okay, we think we're on this side, and we walked in front of everyone because oh. you picked the exact middle of the row. Oh yeah, it was like, it was the exact middle. Yeah, it was a lose lose situation. <laughs> yeah, you guys couldn't have picked the winning side. And there were only people. There were no empty seats between. Oh yeah, people yeah. were I mean, stoked to see the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I saw it Sunday at ten a.m. Okay. Yeah. Pretty full theater. In Dolby? Oh, yeah. In Dolby. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. And I got a... So I bought tickets. You guys got the Friday tickets, right? Yeah. I bought Saturday tickets, and then I had to get a refund on those, which is still pending. So technically... I'm sponsoring a lot of Batman viewers. Why what is going t- on? Yeah, why do you buy tickets so early? So in I bought Friday night tickets because you weren't the middle of the row. G, <laughs> no, G12, G11, and then I realized that we had a uh, wedding thing. We had to go Friday night to go taste all the catering options and pick. Yeah, and then so then I was like, okay, Friday, give it to my buddies. I'll go Saturday with Cora, my fiance, and um, then I realized I had to go uh, to Atlanta for work. So, as you do. As you do. So then I ended up going to Atlanta and had to get a refund on those Saturday tickets. Got back Saturday night late from Atlanta. 
Um, and then I went Sunday at 10 a.m. And Cora hated Sunday at 10 a.m. Because of Sunday at 10 a.m.? Yeah. She's like, I got up and got ready for the day and then had to sit still for three and a half hours. That's fair. Also, she had never done it before. And I was like, oh, well, I'd like it. Yeah. I'm fine with Sunday matinees. Same. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. Okay. We got the Batman. 2022. 2022 action crime drama came out March 4th, 2022. So we are on the money with this one, mm-hmm. yeah. depending on how quick it gets edited. No yeah. pressure, Scott. We'll get there. And then uh, it went, Matt Reeves was the director. Yeah. He's got a decently strong. He's he's directed Cloverfield and then Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes, and then a couple other films. I didn't put everything on here, but yeah, he's... He's directed some interesting stuff, kind of off the wall, which I guess is probably a good call from uh, Warner Brothers to bring in somebody who is maybe not a superhero movie director that's done some interesting sort of like sci-fi adult films. That's kind of where I hope they go with more DC movies. So I liked it. Yeah. And then uh, the co-writing credit with Peter Craig and Matt Reeves. Peter Craig has an up-and-down writing career, I feel like. You think you aren't a fan of Bad Boys for Life? (laughs) Or Hunger Games 1 and 2? Yeah. I don't know. No? (laughs) Not really. Yeah. I Peter Craig, yeah. Two first names. Can't trust them. Mm-hmm. Especially with Craig. Yeah, Craig is such an <laughs> awful name. Yeah, those Craigs. I don't think my dad listens to the podcast. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Neither does mine. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I think he has before. And he said, I'm going to leave that stuff to you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Dad. I was like, all right. <laughs> and we got Michael Giacino. Michael Giacino, the music composer. Has done. He did music for a lot of movies. I didn't include all of them, but Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man Far From Home. He did Jojo Rabbit, which I was kind of surprised about. I don't remember the the score from Jojo Rabbit, though. I don't remember the score either, but just to see that movie on there. And then he yeah. also did the score for Rogue One, which I thought was very cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I said, a ton of other movies. I think he did more Star Wars movies and... Just in general so he's stuff. used to filling in big shoes because the previous Batman themes are pretty iconic, the Elfman and Hans Zimmer scores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But having to try and fill Star Wars scores shoes. Yeah. So yeah, he was like, yeah, no big deal. I'm used to it. Yeah. Just stepping up to the plate. Yeah. And then cast, Robert Pattinson was Batman. Zoe Kravitz was uh, Catwoman. Jeffrey Wright was uh, James Gordon. And then Colin Farrell played the Penguin, which uh, I talked to multiple people and they were like, oh, man, uh, the makeup in this movie was crazy. And I'm like, yeah, Colin Farrell. And they just blankly stared at me. And I said, Colin Farrell played the Penguin. And they were like, oh, okay." Duran turned to me at the end and said, that was Colin Farrell. I was like, whoa. Yeah. If you told me that the whole Colin Farrell cast as Penguin thing was a hoax and it wasn't him, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I'd believe you. Yeah. Makeup was convincing. Yeah. Uh, Paul Dano was the Riddler. Um, John Tuturo was Carmine, which I think the only thing that I associate him with. Licking a bowling ball. 
is the Big Lebowski. Yeah, licking a bowling ball in Big Lebowski. Huh. Which is, as soon as he was on screen, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get over this. But then, you know, he he made it work. He was also in um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I think he's one of the prisoners, yeah. Well, those are both uh, Coen Brothers movies, so that makes Mm. sense. Uh, Andy Serkis? With, With real FaceTime. Real face no, time. no CGI motion capture. Just him. being a regular actor. Yeah. Uh, you know what other movie he had real FaceTime in that I saw last night? The Prestige. Oh, you watched The Prestige again? I watched The Prestige. He's in that last movie. Night. Yeah, he's Tesla's man. He's Tesla's side boy. Oh, I, I feel as though he gets. He's he's in everything. He's got a V mouth when he smiles. It's like choo, choo, V. Like a good Joker mouth. Yeah. Huh. A weird, weird thing to drop in. Hmm. Hmm. Man, the Prestige. What a great, um, what a great movie. We can talk about the Prestige the rest of the time. Yeah, we could just jump into that. Um, there's more cast and crew, but they're not, not any of the main players. And then we've got scores. Yeah, scores. Duran, what are the scores? So, Rotten Tomatoes critics gave this an 86 percent. Audience gave it an 89. IMDb gave it an 8.5 out of 10, which is pretty high for IMDb. Metacritic gave it a 72, which is pretty low for Metacritic. And then CinemaScore gave it an A-, which is pretty high for CinemaScore. So it's it's interesting. It's sort of bounced around a lot. I don't know if you guys have looked at any of the reviews. I, I started looking through just snippets of the reviews, and some of the negative reviews to me were positive things oh yeah so it'd be you know a snippet out of a review where they said well this this batman movie isn't for kids it's like yeah and i'm like wasn't trying to be for kids good that's a thumbs up for that review even though you're saying it's a bad movie but uh i i kind of understand why critics maybe came into this expecting a more conventional batman they didn't get that some of them probably liked that some of them didn't and I think that's why those are all, a little all over the place. But it seems like the audience, when you look at like IMDb and audience rating and stuff and cinema score, uh, the audience is liking it, which is which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I feel as though now in the the post post COVID world, I feel as though box office is weird. Yes, because right? I feel as though like it's being talked about as a successful movie, even though we're looking at a box office less than the budget by a lot right budgeted at uh 200 million gross for the first weekend that's just opening weekend that's just yeah. opening weekend 134. Is, is 134 million right yeah i'm guessing by like the end of this weekend they'll have made their money back but that's it's an interesting thing yeah because i think that people are still wary of going back to the movie theaters and i also think there's something going on in hollywood where they are not even anticipating U.S. box office sales to be great, and they're trying to make money off of like international mm, yeah. stuff, specifically Asian markets. I, I skimmed over a headline that said that this was highest grossing of pandemic, though, right? Because what was the other highest grossing movie? Like Godzilla? Yeah, or something. I, I, yeah, I don't. Godzilla. It'd probably be useful for me to have that in front of me, but yeah. Cool. Um, but what do the three guys think? True. What do the three guys think? Dave, why I, people are listening. What Drain, do you have your your do you have what you're going to rate it as? Yes, I have my uh visual rating decided 
Same. Okay. So, what do you mean visual rating? We, we know what we're gonna do. We're a podcast, an audio medium <laughs> yeah. that uses thumbs <laughs> up, sideways, or down to rate movies. Yeah. So, so I'm curious, Dave. What What are your predictions? Since you were so uh, confident I in them. Th- yeah, I think that Scott's gonna be a thumbs up. I think that Duran's gonna be a thumb sideways. Huh. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. I'm going. Um, do you know what you're gonna do? <laughs> yeah. No, I know what I'm gonna do too. But I can't predict that because then I'll tell people what I'm doing. Yeah, that's fair. And we're just gonna let them see. <laughs> Um, shaking our shaking hands. Them out. Shaking right. them out. So uh, we're doing a countdown. Sure, you go, you do it, Duran. Uh, three, two, one. Batman. I was opposite. Oh, yeah. Drat. I was pulling for you, Scott. I know. Duran's got thumbs up. I've got thumbs sideways. Dave's got thumbs up. Yeah, I I was get, I, I was trying to get too creative. That was my initial gut feeling. But I was like, my no. gut feeling was that if anyone didn't give this a thumbs up, it was going to be Scott. To be fair, I thought a lot about this. If I were to give it a thumb, it would be off. It would be. Uh, 45 so degree up. 45 degree up. I know we've discussed that there's only yeah, three. A, thumb, a right? thumb middle, but closer to up than down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. If if I had to pick thumbs up or thumbs down, it'd be thumbs up. Um, okay. I'm interested yeah. to uh, converse. Yeah. Yeah. What, I, I mean, what do you guys like? What was the thing that stood out to you? I'll let Duran take it first. And then I, I love the tone of this Batman. I got out of the theater and my first thought was how my wife didn't want to see this. Because she didn't want to, she doesn't want there to be more Batman movies. She thought that the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises were great, and you just call it there and it's done. I walked out of this theater thinking, man, this gave me such like seven vibes, such true detective vibes, such dark detective story vibes. And she loves those. Yeah. So I'm now thinking, oh, this is someone who was completely against. Batman movies that I think would love this Batman movie. And I think that's why I love this Batman movie is because it did something that I don't think any other Batman has done, which is go, which is take on this very dark story and have it not feel like a superhero movie. It feels like a detective movie where the detective dresses up like a bat. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah. And I, I loved it. I also loved that they went super deep and dark with the things that happened in the movie. They weren't pulling any punches uh, in regards to how sort of like how gross it could be, how adult it could be. It was definitely an R-rated experience in a PG-13 package. Yes. Well, yeah, I feel as though it was the, the themes were adult, but I, I don't feel – maybe I wasn't paying that attention. It wanted to be R so bad. Yeah, but but I'm thinking of like – what you just said, Ren, I didn't think about this until you just said this was – I'm thinking of like the thing I didn't like about Logan – was that they went in that adult direction, but then also just went in kind of like very gratuitous graphic violence. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I don't, I don't, I, I just don't remember there being that much. Like there no. was fight scenes, right? There was like, yeah, yeah. There, I don't, <laughs> I don't think there was gratuitous violence. I think that it's, um, if it's, it was, was going to get creepy an R and rating, sinister. Yeah, if it was going to get an R rating, I think it would be from the like implication of adult themes. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and I agree with you in terms of the the tone of it was a lot less superhero-y and a lot more, like you said, like true detective, right? It's it's yeah. like almost like a noir type. We're going out and solving a crime type. Which I think I don't I think that people that are fans of like the Batman animated show and the Batman comics, they've wanted this type of Batman. And I think that people who maybe aren't looking for another Batman movie, they would like this take on Batman. Because it's it's so different from what we got from Christopher Nolan. 
um, and from earlier Batman movies. And but I I think it's in a good way. I I want all DC movies to lean more in this direction of being a bit grimier, a bit more real, a bit darker. And so it did all of those things for me. Yeah, I think um, the character of Batman in this one was super strong. I liked. I think it was the best Batman on screen. To be honest with you, um, I think that and it's it's almost. I don't want to play the comparison game, but it's almost impossible to not play the comparison game. Trying to compare this to, you know, the Nolan trilogy, and I think that there were elements in you know Dark Knight in particular that maybe you know make that a stronger film potentially. But it's not the Batman elements in it. I think that the Batman elements in this. It was very much a Batman movie. You follow him the entire time, and he's on screen in costume, like so Most much, of the more, time. so much more than any other Batman movie. Uh, I liked, I liked Batman's character arc in it. I thought it was um, good. I liked that we got a two year in Batman, still trying to figure out, you know. And we can talk about the Bruce Wayne Batman thing. Um, I think that there's room for some criticism there. I liked what they did with Bruce. Two years into it. Um, you know, he wasn't this, like, flashy playboy. He was, like, a broken recluse. Um, uh, so I liked all of those things. I agree with everything that Dran said. I really liked all of those aspects. I liked um, the fact that it had a voice and a style to it, just comparing it to other superhero movies that I know. Uh, the palette, the visual palette is very, like, almost one-dimensional. It's almost gotten, like, okay, big CGI, big CGI. I and mean, this was, like, very... Like, hey, we're going to use red in this movie. That's mm-hmm. the color palette. Get used to it. But it was dark, and the cinematographer, like, really cared about each shot. Um, not that- and there were a lot of, especially with the, the fight scenes, there were not a ton of jump cuts oh, yeah. in this movie compared yeah. to what you would get from a Marvel movie. I think yeah. one of our one of my big criticisms for uh, Captain Marvel yeah. was that the action was as insane. soon as the action started, it was just jump jumping all over the place and you're having a hard time even following like what's happening in the combat. And this you you get to watch him like fight people. Um yeah, it has like the those Daredevil vibes of just like the, yeah. the yes. long unbroken cut. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I I would rather watch that and watch like a more human uh fisticuffs yeah. than watch some superhero bouncing around the screen doing inhuman things. Yeah. The um Back to what you said earlier, the, t- the detective vibe. Batman is the world's greatest detective. Like that's a big theme through the comics. That's a big. He's the smartest, um, you know, member of the Justice League. Like he is the detective guy, and we hadn't really seen him. We did. We saw a little detective work in in Nolan's movies, but it was more like kind of you know cool technology stuff. And this, I just liked Robert Pattinson, if you will, his portrayal of Batman and his use. The use of silence in the movie I thought was huge, you know, and I think that he did a good job portraying um, the character there. Like when he was going around the crime scene and like figuring stuff out and like, I don't know. Um, I also love that he made mistakes. Yeah. Because he is a young Batman. I think that it's it's important that he not already be sort of infallible. And he makes a lot of mistakes in the movie. Which I think he learns from as the movie goes on. And if we were to get more of these, which I think we're supposed to, he is going to grow as a character. And I think that that's very cool. Yeah. And he small mistakes and like throughout the movie, but also like a the his character arc, that big overarching one. Like it starts off the first 20 minutes of the movie I thought was awesome. It might have been my favorite part of it 
where like you kind of going around these different, you know, kind of seedy criminals, but it, they do such a good job of portraying like, Oh no, like what Batman wants to do is instill fear in the criminals and that's working. Like he could be in that alleyway. He could be in that doorway, like all that, the darkness and that. And at first I wasn't sure if I liked the voiceover in the beginning. Um, but I thought it was very comic booky. And I yeah, thought it was like, yeah. and I was like, this is, this is r- t- torn out of, I can see this being written down in a comic book in the, in the bubbles. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, this is kind of setting the tone for, Hey, this is a Batman comic book movie, um, which I appreciated once I realized that. Um, no, I agree with that. Right. In terms of the, the obvious issue that they have in terms of here's a character that is not connected to anything. Yeah. And we're not going to do an origin story. Yep. So how do we bridge that gap into? Yep. Here's the story, right? And mm-hmm. I agree with you. I, I had the same reaction in terms of like, ah, oh, this is very like the the feeling I get when I just like pick up a comic book in the middle of a run. Yeah. And I don't really know what I'm looking at. Like yep. you have those kind of setup pages. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally like that. Um, and there's a few uh, there's a few other strong points. I'll, I guess we'll point out as the conversation flows to them. I have, um, but I'm curious about. Uh, you, Scott, and what you liked and then what dragged the thumb a little bit more towards the middle. Yeah, so I, I think that I agree with you guys mostly on on the things you liked. I, I really enjoyed the tone. I, I like the fact that it wasn't, right, we, we've talked at length about previous DC movies, which is interesting. You guys haven't talked yet about like post Christopher Nolan, pre the Batman DC, right? There's been a lot there. There has been a lot there. They've which, tried to. We'll, we'll get into that, right? <laughs> But but I, I did enjoy that it it was kind of bucking that trend of we're gonna make this flashy poppy even like um, it wasn't humorous right I'm I'm thinking of Justice League and there are all these really weird yeah. like one liner type things they're trying to pull from Marvel again it wasn't to go back to I referenced that one movie reviewer who gave it a negative re- review saying oh this isn't good for kids or this isn't like a family movie it's not that yeah and and I think from uh, you know. On the way over, Duran and I were talking about we only watched a trailer, yeah, each, right? But the trailer didn't portray it as a Marvel superhero movie. It didn't portray it as like a Spider-Man movie. It didn't portray it as a kids movie, right? It was it was portrayed as a pretty, uh, yeah, an adult themed, gritty underworld type corruption, right? Um, I did enjoy that in terms of, and this has been true about most Batman films that the the. Storyline isn't in the space of here's this like cosmic or mystical force that we're fighting. It's just like corruption. Yeah. But this also leads into a little bit of my, yeah, that's like all Batman stories, right? In terms of the theme, I felt as though they didn't push in a different or interesting direction, similar to like a critique of like Force Awakens that people are like, yeah, this is just like a repeat of A New Hope, right? It just seems like a very similar theme to what was at the base of especially Dark Knight, but also Dark Knight Rising or Dark Knight Rises. Rises, Thank you. Rises. Um, Just in terms of like, what is the enemy? Corruption. Right. Which is like, okay, fine. That's like a very kind of tired or I think tired Batman trope. I just wish they would have done something interesting with that other than just that kind of structure of Gotham's corrupt. Yeah. I do think it's they backpedaled to like actually take the time to reference the DC movies that have taken place since Christopher Nolan's trilogy, like Justice League and Batman v Superman and stuff. They, I think, were trying to go so far outside of the realm of 
oh, Batman is just fighting injustice and corruption in his own city to Batman is now putting together a team to fight a galactic force of evil. Yeah. So they definitely reeled that back in, which I'm I like because I sort of view Batman as a superhero that is just taking care of his own city. Yeah, and I think my critique isn't necessarily in my, my critique is more that it just seems like it's a it's a story that's been told. Yeah, right? which is fair. Yeah. I mean, the villains in this, um, like the Penguin is in this, and we have a Batman movie based around him fighting the Penguin. Yep. Um, the Riddler is in this. We have another another Batman movie with him fighting the Riddler. Like, totally valid. These are not original ideas or concepts. Um, I think that they do them much better though. Oh yeah. In the past ones, yeah. Like, no, I think I that agree. the execution and, of it, right? Right, and that's and that's why I'm I'm on that that upper kind of edge, right? Is is that I I think that if you were to remove the Batman label, I think if you were to remove the um the kind of the built-in structure of what you're supposed to know walking in, I think if you removed all of that, I think it'd be a thumbs up. My my issue is that it's playing off of a character that we have seen so much. And the film does a lot of assumptions that you know things like how Batman became Batman. Yeah. Right? Like the film is based on his father and his relationship with his father, which, right, I, I thought a lot as I was watching it, Dave, you're going to say something to the effect of like, yeah, they, 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 uh, or they, they showed us, they didn't tell us, right? Like they didn't have that flashback scene where he's walking with mm -hmm. his father and his mom out of the theater and they get shot, right? Instead, it's just implied in the background. But my my kind of eh, my hang up is that the the core to his character arc is seeing the realization that his father might have been involved in the corruption itself. But we have no frame of reference in this particular kind of version of Batman to understand what that looks like. Right. And, and that's more my my complaint is that it, I still feel as though DC's trying to like swing grand slams every time when they really just need to make a singular movie. Right. They just need to make a good movie, not try to. Right, replace the Christopher Nolan trilogy in one go. Yeah, and I think that the, um, so I guess two things. I think that the relationship with his father is important, and actually, it's one of the that's one of the small nitpicks I have. I've got several nitpicks with the movie, um, but I would say that the, you know, the fact that Thomas Wayne wasn't a not, not necessarily he was a bad man or involved in corruption, but he was very human and made mistakes. Like, I think that was what the realization was. And like this ideal, him founding what he's pursuing on this ideal of this like pristine image of his father. Um, it's not that black and white. It's a little bit more gray and it's a little bit more real. Right. Yeah. And, but, and, but that's the connection between him and Riddler, right? Is his father. And if we don't have any like way to understand that relationship other than, other Batman properties, then it just, it seems very like, eh. I feel as if you were to ask someone who has never experienced Batman at all to walk into this movie, I think they would have a little bit harder of a time engaging with it as a story because yeah. there's a lot of assumptions being made. And I was thinking yeah. about like V for Vendetta, another comic book movie, very adult themes that has a lot of that. You're just stepping into a story, right? You, there, there isn't an origin story per se. You're, you're just getting into it. Um, but it doesn't matter because the 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 kind of crux of what happens uh, is told to you as you go through, and instead of being assumed as you go. Yeah. So yeah. like even even like Bruce Wayne being a you know success or not successful, but but a, a scion of a popular family or a wealthy family that then has a lot of money was just kind of assumed in the background of this film. 
and it was like, okay, yeah, like if you know Batman, that makes sense, right? I, would, I, guess, yeah, I think I, that's a good critique. I would be it. interested to watch it again. I would be interested to watch again with that with that in mind and see what breadcrumbs they do trail because I think yeah. that also the issue with all three of us is we know all that, yeah, right. So and when we're watching, yeah, we I think that blinds us from what is there, or, right? Exactly. Yeah, but, but what I'm even thinking is like when the penguin was first on screen, I was like, oh, that's the penguin. Right. And that's because I have like this cultural like milieu in my head of like all of the Batman stuff. And right. It's paying homage to Robert De Niro's Penguin. It's it's playing homage to this character that I recognize and how much of that is benefiting the story because I recognize it versus how much is it benefiting just because it's a. Yeah. Evil villain looking guy, right? Danny I, DeVito. Danny DeVito. Sorry, thank you. Yeah, I don't think I don't it paid remember. homage to. I think it. I don't know. I. I very don't know. I. I think that you could remove anyone's knowledge of the Penguin, and because this movie isn't about the Penguin being a villain so much as just a character in it. Yeah, but and but, it does set it up for future movies, and I think they could exp- if they do decide to be do on HBO movies. Max show. Um, the Penguin's going to be an HBO Max show with uh, Colin Farrell. This is this is a different. Critique we'll get into, but yeah. Um, Just so you know. But I do, I, I would like to talk, it would be cool if we had someone to like call into the show and who says, I've never watched or read or yeah. done anything Batman related and then I watched this movie and then what they have to say. Because I think that it could be, I'm, I do think you're probably right in that there were a lot of assumptions made, but I also can understand why they would do that because it, it, it does give them some power to be able to say, we're not going to focus on the origin aspects. We're not going to introduce every single little character and give them a backstory because we don't need to. And that allows us to focus more on like the subject matter of what is happening in this exact movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. And, and again, I was thinking a lot about Dave's past comments about like, well, no, like it's not, it's not satisfying to the movie goer if they're like, okay, let's sit through a half hour origin story. And we're like, yeah, yeah, cool. We've seen this origin story before. I was thinking of that, like, oh, yeah, this is refreshing that they're just kind of stepping us in. Yeah. I'm just interested, in, and I'll be interested to talk to you in the future, Dave, because I'm sure you're going to watch this movie again. Yeah. I'll, I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on what that looks like, focusing on that perspective. I know. I'm interested, too. I'll have to, because I think I've convinced Liz to go see it. So it yeah. would be, she will be an interesting one to talk about, because she doesn't even want there to be another Batman movie. So yeah. she'll have a perspective of viewing it. Sort of as something other than Batman. So, so to, to kind of jump on this for a sec, because we, we started talking about it. One of my other critiques is this idea that I didn't know anything coming into this. I saw the trailer. I'm also aware that DC is trying to make a uh, DC Universe style after yeah. Marvel, right? And so when I'm walking into this, my first thought is like, oh, the Joker, right? Is, is, uh, uh, why did I just blank on his name? His name is Joaquin Phoenix. Is Joaquin Phoenix going to be in this film? Uh, oh, wait. There's a Joker in this film that's not Joaquin Phoenix. I don't think, because I was I didn't include it on the cast, but that character that's in Arkham Asylum is not actually credited as the well, Joker. Well, yeah, it's Unseen Arkham Prisoner. He's right there, Barry yeah. Keegan. And he, it is. It is? Yeah. Because I've heard, I think, different things from different sources about how, yes, it is the Joker, or... It's just another villain within, um, yeah, within Arkham, within Arkham, within Gotham, and it's all it is supposed to portray is that there are still a lot of bad guys. So that was my least favorite scene in the movie. I think that was hammed in. I think that was a. I think that was a 
contractual obligation that Matt Reeves had to put that in there. Um, so, so that it could lead to a yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but that being said, I love the casting. Have you guys seen Barry Keegan, whatever his name <laughs> is? So, there's a movie. Or possibly, but there's a movie called this. Uh, oh man, the sacrifice of a sacred deer. I mm-hmm. can't remember. He's in that movie, and he is um, fantastic. He's such an off kilter. I think he's such an off kilter choice for it. I don't know. I'd be excited to see his work as him. Um, yeah, that's that's fine. That's my off, my issue is more just that like we've got three jokers in the last twenty years. Well, we have four. how many? Well, Batmans? Not four, I we guess. Have four right? jokers. Yeah. Well, three three Batmans, right? Yeah. yeah. But but my point is more, and, and I I also appreciate that I'm not that big of a Batman aficionado, but I also appreciate that like. Joker is the villain, right? Yeah. Like there are other Batman villains, but right, Joker's the big one. Yeah. And so it's it's more just my again, as a as a kind of educated but not invested watcher, it's frustrating to me to see all of these things be kind of in this larger metaverse, but then also not. Right. And and as a viewer, it's frustrating to me to have to do this kind of mental gymnastics of like, wait, like, have I seen this Batman before? Is this the same Batman? Yeah. Is this the same Joker? Is this a different yeah. Joker? Right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's yes. And I think for me, like, I think if you take look, watch this movie without any of it's much more enjoyable if you don't bring any of that into the viewing experience, which I think is a tall task, but doable. Yeah. And I don't I don't disagree with you. It's also tough when I think one of the trailers going into this is. Hey, look at all the DC movies that yeah. are coming up. Yeah. And it, yeah. it try it I feel like it attempts to link this with the next Aquaman, with the Flash, with uh Wonder Woman. Black Adam. Black yeah, Adam. Black Adam. Yeah. And in my mind, uh that ship has sailed. Yeah. You at this point, I don't know how you take Robert Pattinson's Batman and somehow replace Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah. And put this in, put this character in movies with the Flash or with Aquaman. I don't think that's a good idea. One would say even the the movie itself is an acknowledgement of that, right? That this movie does not have anything to do with any of those things. Yeah. Right? So I, I don't know. I also am not excited for Dave's Waterboy too because <laughs> the first one was garbage. The Lost Kingdom. Uh, and I don't think the. I don't know. I don't know how they make a Flash movie that's. The Flash is a character that has a superpower that is like it's beyond like comprehension. So I I don't know the whole like super speed thing. I think is a really hard thing to to even show and demonstrate on screen, and especially as a main character. Especially as a main character. Um, yeah, I I really I really hope they don't try to do that anymore with DC. At least not for some time. I don't know. I'm not excited about Aquaman. I don't think Flash Same. is going to be very good. I Same. don't know how Black Adam is going to be, but that's tied Haters. to Shazam's, right? I have no idea. Is Black Adam tied to Shazam? Uh, Black Adam is tied to Flash, I thought. Oh. Or is it Shazam? I thought it was Shazam. I, I thought, thought that was. when we saw Shazam, there were yeah, there was, there was Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, can we pivot real quick? Well, yeah, let's pivot. Let's bring this back to the movie, unless DC extended. Well, I was just gonna, before we pivot, Dave, what are your? I mean, you were you were. As the person who is the DC fanboy of this podcast, I'm curious on what your thoughts are on, on this. This right, like how oh, do you see this interaction? DC movies. Oh, yeah. so here's the thing. I all the reasons I love this movie. I I watched it as I watched it as a standalone film that a Matt Reeves helmed. 
honestly, the fa- that all the reasons I like this movie are more tied to an individual in Matt Reeves. I feel like really, really trying to make something good and delivering on that. So honestly, I haven't paid any thought to the DC extended universe. I didn't have any of that backdrop going in. So like all the things that you guys are talking about, they're absolutely but, in play. But like I, really, but you knew going in that it had nothing to do with the other ones, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was a good thing. Too. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's, so it, I, yeah, I'm really, all of my thoughts. So I'm still kind of processing what you guys are saying and, and my thoughts on it, because all of my thoughts about this film have been very, um, self-contained. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is extremely fair to the film, right? Yeah. Cause that's what yeah. the film's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah what, what do you want to put well, it to? So I, do this. Let me, Pivot. let me, so I, Pivot. <laughs> I think that both Ray and I are pretty pro movie, but I've got a list of nitpicks. I have yeah. some. I, I also have some other ones. So let me just, can I just like quick fire these off yeah, and then go. we can start. Wash them so, off, Dave. So I'm just going to say several points and then we can like go into whatever ones you want to talk about. Um, nitpick number one. Um, oh, also, is it Falcone or Falcone? I don't know. It's been Falcone in the past. It's Falcone this movie. Interesting. Anyway, the um, Selena Cal Falcone daughter father thing. That's a trope that I think is just like ham fisted in. Wasn't a fan. Nitpick number one. Nitpick number two. The scene where Bruce is in the hospital. and Well, the scene before the, when Bruce is in the hospital, when he finds out from Falcone, oh, shoot, my dad was involved in this stuff. And then the ver- and then we're, we're not given any time to, to marinate in that emotional punch. The very next scene, Alfred's like, is actually this way. And then he's better. I, it, it wasn't too big of a deal, but I think that having a big impactful thing like that marinate and have the character live in that before they rectify it would be different. Nitpick number two was that. Nitpick number three, I, well, first, a side compliment. I loved how this guy, this Batman was like, hey, no guns, no killing. That whole thing was great. And then the highway scene when he just uses truckers' corpses as jumping ramps. He like he killed a lot of people on that highway. Well, he I would argue the penguin killed a lot of people, and he was trying to stop the penguin. But him trying to stop it reminded me of like why Spokane has a no pursuit law or whatever, right? Yeah. So that was again just a nitpick. And then the fourth nitpick was um uh no, that was it. Really. Those I've got my, nitpicks. my my biggest nitpick was that there were there were several scenes in the movie where Batman goes from being very solemn, very somber, to suddenly chit chatty. Mm. Um, the one scene that comes to mind is after he is teamed up with Catwoman and he gives her the contact lens special oh, spy cam yeah. thing, yeah. and she's going into the club. I don't remember exactly what happens, but it feels like she starts going to the club and he's just sort of like, so how's your day? And I was like, what? Was it like that? It was very, there was a moment there. I don't think it was that like ham fisted. Um, Because they kind of have to do it because what are you going to do when you have an audio only conversation? Exactly. I understand why they did it, but it was also like he just starts chatting with her and it's like he just, we spent the first like 25 minutes of this movie and he said, like vengeance that's it yeah. and then suddenly he's with he's doing this like little project with catwoman and he's just like asking her about her life yep. and and things and it's just like this is very strange this is a little jarring yeah are the nitpicks are the nitpicks uh besides ones i listed i took those already you can come back to me yeah so my first nitpick is the for a movie that's three hours long list the locations of the movie oh yeah they go back to that bar five times. Yeah. Right. You wanted more varied locations. Well, it's just this thing of like, if if we're going to have this world building space, right? Imagine if like Lord of the Rings takes place 
in the Shire, right? And, and you just like go in and out of Bilbo's house five times. See, that's so funny. I loved Gotham. But you didn't see Gotham because all the action yeah. takes place in one Ish. place. I don't know. I, I don't think you just, yeah, I, that, yeah, the nitpick of limited locations, very, very true. I thought but that's where that, the people are, I guess. I don't know. I mm. thought that Gotham felt so stinky to me. Well, I was but, like, this is stinky. But like all the stinky, right? The Riddler's apartment is across the street from the from club the that they're in, right? Yeah. And it's just this thing of like all the actions revolving around this one club, even though it's implying that it is all of Gotham. Yeah. Right? And it seems like it's more of just like a guy shaking down a bar and all the criminals in that single bar, right? And I That's fair. It's just weird. Yeah. yeah Especially yeah. in a three-hour movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like. I don't think it felt. Did it feel long to you? Yeah, it felt long it to you. It oh, felt, it did not feel see, long. It felt to long me. to Cora too. Cora was like, "I'm bored as shit," but like, I'm. I thought it was paced well. I thought the pacing was really good. My, my for what it could have been. My issue again is that I think it would have been a compelling story, in in the same way that like watching uh, uh, Dark Knight. There's a, a pivot in the middle of it that could have been part one and part two, right? Where um, Two Face basically yeah. like he's he's injured. Yeah. And then there's like a whole rest of the movie after yeah. that. And it's yeah. like, well, I mean, that could have been a very compelling stopping point. So in this, this I feel the same thing in terms of there's like this climactic arc where who who dies? I just Is it Falcone dies? Right. It's shot when he brought into the light. Yeah. Falcone. Right. Yeah. So like that's fair. Yeah. That feels like the resolution of that arc. And then we still have like another hour of the yeah, whole thing it, about it the flood walls blowing up. But and, also, I don't know. I think. I personally, I was engaged enough with this idea of what the Riddler was doing that I was okay with that. Though I, I will say that for me, that that tipping point I think was after they've caught the Riddler and they've going, they've gone through his whole apartment and everything, mm-hmm. and they're, they're. It seems like that is them closing that whole arc up. Yeah, and then it's like, well, he's got. Oh wait, he's got bombs at the. You know the water wall, whatever they were calling the it, river the river wall. Uh, and then there's going to be this event with the new mayor, and he's brought in his internet friends. Which I take a little offense to the whole internet friends thing. As someone who does things with people on the internet, I thought yeah, that but, was uh, like with anything, you, it can be corrupted. You don't you don't do radical things on the internet. Yeah. Well, right, right. But just like that last video that the Joker puts out where he doesn't have the voice thing and he's like, hey guys, thanks for the follows. Uh, yeah. Just like appreciate all the support like yeah. and just like being a part of this community. I was just like, yeah, this feels bad. But also it feels bad because it's kind of real. Well, it felt insanely creepy to me. I, yeah. I So it's so funny that you guys bring up the plot points. And like the the length of the movie, what I was tracking was like, and this is coming back to my favorite thing about the movie was the fact that it's a Batman movie. And like you're definitely following Batman. It's his point of view. I think that's why they shot it the way they did, why it's so freaking dark. Um, But like when when they're in his apartment, like Batman is still – I have to instill fear in criminals. I have to be vengeance. Like his arc's not done until he realizes he has to be – no, I have to be. I like that at the end where like he's helping people. He's in the public. Like he's leading. Them. It was very visual on the nose, like the flare leading them out mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But like when he hears the faux Riddler say, "I'm vengeance," that's when he's like, "Oh shit!" Like yeah. I've been doing this wrong. And like that flip, I think wasn't. It took the three hours to get to that flip. They could have. So I think that the plot was in service of that arc. Yeah, um, I think you could have that moment. Even when he's interrogating the Riddler or he's in that sort of like interrogation oh, room with the Riddler. If the Riddler in that conversation said, I am vengeance. Yeah. What do we think of Paul Dano's performance? 
I think he crushed it. I don't have any feelings either way. He's I, very I Paul, fine. But. He's very Paul Dano. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought that he did a really good job. Do you know him from anything else? Mm, maybe. No. I can't. I, I off rec- the top of my head, I can't remember. But I, I really recognize him. So. There will be blood. Yes. The, he's the. Yeah. He's yeah. in that. He's kind of over the top. Yeah. Okay. That's the first thing. Go ahead. Right. Uh, second one. Bechtel test just totally failed. Right. Yeah. Name name all of the women in the film. Selena Kyle. Catwoman. Next. Uh, Catwoman's friend. Oh okay. yeah. Next. Body. The body in the. Uh, the Mayor. woman at the bar Mayor. that Catwoman Black talks Mayor. to about her friend. Yeah, but the problem is, is that they're talking about the friend in context of the abuse from the guy. That's they don't of, know that. That's part of the Bechtel test, right? Is that it has to be yes. two named women. That's two. the other thing is, can you name yeah, them? Yeah, that woman right? wasn't named. Uh, do they talk to each other? So the mayor doesn't ever talk to Catwoman. And then three, they have to be talking about something other than sex or another male character. Yeah. This is my complaint of like. Oh, it's valid. And I feel as a Catwoman in this story was pretty like subservient to the plot in the way that she didn't necessarily have her own arc. It was very one dimensional in that like. She just kind of has her own thing and she's working her own angle, but it's not really that interesting to me in terms of like. Yeah, I, I do. I think I like this Catwoman better than the Dark Knight Rises Catwoman, though. Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway. I feel like Anne oh, Hathaway's yeah. Catwoman was. I, I have no issue with, with the acting of it, right? I, right? I thought the acting was. Well, I just in general, like the arc, the character. Yeah. I, I thought Anne Hathaway's Catwoman was very much just like, oh, this is just. Mm-hmm. A woman who dresses like a cat and steals things. That's like all that this is. Yeah. Versus this Catwoman, they did give some character development to. And I appreciate where her character came from and how it was. I think she was a great device to use to insult uh, Batman Bruce Wayne for his perspective on things. Because I think she, without even knowing about it, calls him out on his perspective multiple times. And I think that it's something that he does sort of take to heart throughout the movie. Which is a really good plot device, right? To have, to have a person who is very secluded, you have Alfred and Catwoman who are essentially pushing back on his kind of direction and path, right? Yeah, that's, that's fair. The other one I was going to say is as much as I do enjoy the fight scenes, it bothers me when you have just invincible Batman. See, I, so I thought a lot about this. I'm happy that brought that up. And I was thinking like Bruce isn't dumb. He knows, he knows he's going to have, He's going to get a bulletproof suit. The technology is there and available. I would get a bulletproof suit too. Yeah, but but at the same time, if you're wearing a bulletproof suit and you get shot by a gun, you're not just going to like keep walking forward. Right? That's well, not he bulletproof doesn't suits. at the end. Scott. Yeah, the, shot, the shotgun well, yeah, blast. Yeah, no, but I'm talking about like that first fight in the in the, the subway. The most visually right? cool. Oh, the the subway. Yeah, I, I was thinking it's right. more in the hallway when it's dark and the gunfire is lighting him up. Yeah, that's that's a cool shot. Well, like, that one, but that one was more like, oh, would he be like? Yeah. No, I was, that I was would, thinking that would, uh, pardon my French, that would fuck you up. Yeah. If you got hit by yeah. like an assault rifle. Well, and that's that kind of my times. point in terms of like, oh, there's another superhero type thing, right? If like, how, like what, what is the, right? If we're trying to do this, the very realistic point of view, like what, how do we do that? And I think that yeah. you can easily have that fight in a way that he's knocking away bullets or even that, uh, sorry, not <laughs> Neo, right? No, that yeah. he's like knocking away guns right as they're going off. Right? Yeah. Or that he is taking a shot, but it's, it's affecting him, right? But there's a couple scenes where he takes, like, a lot multiple shot. shots yeah. in a row, and he just kind of trucks forward. forward. Yeah. yeah, and I agree with that last one where he gets a shotgun right to the chest. And, and that kind of knocks yeah. him out, and then he goes 
he sees uh, Catwoman in danger, and he's just like, time to pop this adrenaline, <laughs> uh, which I thought was a really cool scene. And also the fact that, like, even after he, like, pops it and gets rid of the guy, like, he's still, like, on edge and, like, almost knocks out Gordon again. Yeah. yeah. He, um, so what I chalked it up to is, like, with same with the same with the voiceover. Voiceovers, I don't don't know really like it. I like this one because it was very comic booky. And I was like, and also I thought that the action beats were few and far between. And so I like like the little, I thought they were like little staccato notes in mm-hmm. the movie. And so then I was like, well, I'll let the action be comic booky to staccato my like to provide this like punch to my experience. Um, again, like I was from that opening twenty minutes. Like I said, it was my favorite part, and it enraptured me about the setup of him. So like. While I was watching, the plot had my attention and um, a lot of other things did. But, like, my sole focus was mainly, like, I was so – I, like, was noticing how everything was so Batman-oriented and his perspective-oriented. So I re- I'm realizing now that a lot of the other things I didn't – I looked as that I looked at that in service of mm-hmm. that journey. Yeah. Which I think is exactly what the director wanted me to do. So he yeah. he tricked me. He got me. But, yeah, there you go. But uh, if you look at it through that lens, it works. If you look at it through the lens of like, hey, that's out of – that's a break away from the other realistic aspects of this movie. It's totally like yeah. – Yeah. And I think, again, like if you're, if you're the director, you can easily still have guns in the fight but not have guns being impossible to take Batman down. Yeah. Right. Um. What other dynamics do you have? Was that was that Kevin? Oh, was, I was gonna stop it. I will say this: some other little ones, but the and I have to watch it again to get the emotional beat build up to it at the very end when, um, like, Cora and I turned to each other in the theater and we're like, "What the hell is this?" When he said bye to Selena, uh, and then she gets on her. She gets on her bike and then he gets on his bike and Dude. they just and they just it and was just the, paying homage oh to that awkward moment where you say goodbye to somebody and then you walk in but the then same it direction. Just, and then all of a sudden like the footage was just like grainy, like shot from an iPhone, like here they are strolling. It reminded me of that old YouTube video where you watch the car go through the hillside and then the old lady popped up and scared you. I was like, what the hell is going on? Also that that conversation takes place like as if they were in a like a tower. I know. And then they're just, and all nope. of a sudden there's a bike and you're <laughs> yeah. like, wait, how, how did, I, what? That, that whole like two minutes, but then they just rode forever For together a while. and we just watched them and I was like, w-. and then she goes this way and they go that way. And I was like, okay, ah. on, on this, why, uh, why, why do that? No, my, uh, this is a deeper, this is a deeper question. Why have the romance between Batman and Catwoman? So that was, I've had more of an issue with her being his daughter and like that whole thing with her and Falcone. And I was like trying to decide where I, how I felt about that. And I think that, uh, uh, the way that it was handled, it was almost like a, the movie thought it was like a, a, like an afterthought. They didn't really give it that much meat or juice. And I think that that's kind of just like the situations that Selena and, or, or Catwoman and Batman were in just kind of, those I don't know the blood's boiling, man. And so I, I'm just saying, like I, I think I'm okay with how they did it in the movie. Yeah, if they had not like had their side. romantic connection, I would have been fine with it. If there had been more than what there was, I would have been more upset about it. It just yeah. seemed like a like a hey, you're wearing leather, I'm wearing leather. Oh, like gosh. I don't know, like it just seemed like whatever. Okay, bye. Like I don't know. Also, you can tell that every time that Batman interacts with her, because even when she shows up at the because uh, him and Gordon yeah. go to that like drug house, drug Speaking warehouse of, thing. Gordon crushed it. Um, yeah, yeah he was amazing. And he, Batman, sees her show up. He's just like, 
shit. Like, we, this is going to cause some problems. And Gordon's like, what? And he's just, and Batman doesn't even address it. He's just like, it's got complicated or something like that. It's complicated. Yeah. Um, and it's because he, I don't think he has any sort of like feelings for maybe anyone outside of like Alfred. Yeah. That's fair. Right. Like, that's, that, like, those two things are fine. I agree more with Duran's analysis other than Dave's. They're in tight black suits. Well, okay. No, you, I was, I was being, <laughs> being she, a point. she climbs a rope. Dude, don't. And he climbs a rope. Started. He climbs a rope. Both sometimes. of them climb There's a rope. Honestly, it's when he climbs a rope, it, it does more for me. <laughs> but it's it's just that, that feeling of like, why? Right? Like, why? Why do you have to have your primary main character who's a man and your primary secondary character who's a woman? Yeah. Because, I, Scott, honestly, they have to fail the Bechtel test. I thought, I was kind of hoping, just because of the way that she was uh, talking about her roommate. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that her romantic interest was going to be her roommate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it kind of, I thought they were. Maybe they were. I don't know. Catwoman? Hey, it was implied. Well, it, it could have been implied. It could have been implied. It could have just been that's how it is and yeah. just removed the whole romantic connection. And I would have been happy with that. I, I Because, again, yeah, it seems like. There could even be an amusing point where, like, they're they're in this thing where they're both going together and he apparently has feelings for her. And she's like, oh, no, that's just my roommate. Right. And and that yeah. would be an interesting. Right? I'd okay. be also. So I'm I'm a little versed in the comics, but not as versed. And I know that there's her and him and Catwoman do have romantic right yeah i know that's fun i'm curious about how i'm curious about the dynamic in the comics yeah that i don't know about that they're trying yeah. to portray i don't know but my, my complaint gets into like rise of skywalker why is kylo and ray kissing in my 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 cheering at the end of rogue or kylo's uh, character is amazing i'd go and kiss him too yeah but at the end of rogue one right when they when they they see their imminent death and they just embrace each other it's not romantic it's just we're gonna die oh, together that was great right yeah yeah I just oh. wish the the directors and studio companies would like own that, right? Like we don't have to have. Yeah, they, there doesn't need know. to be romantic. I'll, I'll get off this question. I I agree. It's not that big of a deal, but at the same time, word. it's just like look at that one. Yes, it is a word. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Same with the highway scene not being a big deal, but me being yeah. like when so when he's given that big speech at the end about how we don't kill people to Selena, I was like, dude, you just bodied a couple of truckers an hour ago. Again, that wasn't. I know, him, I know, I know, I know, I know. But to your point, if he doesn't. Chase down the penguin the way that he But does. yeah, he thought the penguin was the rat. Yeah. El Rata. Dude, Colin. So, okay. Can we just shout out Colin and shout out Jeffrey Wright? The very first scene when in, when they're doing the first, um, with the very first murder of the mayor, when 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 Gordon leans in and is like, we got to get you out of here, man. The way he put man in at the mm. end, it was just like that little inflection of how he said it, just like said everything about the relationship, said everything about Gordon's like, yeah. it just was killer. I was like, that was killer. Oh, man. They didn't have to do anything to set up that relationship between Gordon and Batman. That, that and, one scene, right? Yep, that yeah, one that scene one tells scene. everything. Right? Yep. It also yeah. tells you that nobody else in the police department wants to deal with Batman. They don't want him there. They don't like him. But yep. Gordon is like, no, this guy knows his shit. I'm going to bring him in yeah. and we're going to get help from him. Yeah, I thought, I thought that whole connection was great, especially when they like Batman gets blown up. And they take him into the like police department. Oh yeah, and he wakes up, yeah. and immediately all the cops are like, "No, this guy is like, this is the bad guy." And Gordon's like trying to hold them back while Batman's essentially going to fight an entire yeah. police station. And then they have their little one-on-one, and Gordon's just like whispering into sweet nothings to him and how to get out of the building. You could have pulled the punch, man. I did pull. I did pull the punch. I did pull the punch. I liked his voice because it wasn't over the top. Like it was the not Dark Christian Knight. Bale, which I appreciate, dude. That was grating. 
you know, yeah. Christian Bale's was. Oh, that's like, because you brought this up at the beginning uh, of our recording here today. I think this Batman was like probably the best Batman. Because I didn't like Chris, uh, Christian Bale's Batman, I thought was fine, but like did have those like the voice and some of those other things I wasn't a big fan of. And, and Christian Bale plays the Bruce Wayne playboy better. Yes, I think that Christian Bale was a much better Bruce Wayne. Yeah, uh, but oh, he I was think a different that, Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah, well, yeah, oh, they're different, but different I, I think that different. he was a better Bruce Wayne character. I think that the Bruce Wayne we got in this was the Bruce Wayne before that established. I know I have to be philanthropic. I know I have to be put on this fest. There has to be a separation. This was like you could tell. Yeah, it's the reclusive. Even, but dude, you can also like I don't know. He just even when he's Bruce Wayne, he's Batman. Exactly, which was the point. Because he is so, that is who he is. He is so like, this is what my persona is. He doesn't talk to anyone except for Alfred. He has the eye makeup on half the time he's going out anyway, which yeah. I love the fact that they acknowledged yeah. that Batman wears eye makeup. Yeah. And it was, there's a scene from when, uh, oh, what's his name? Michael Keaton was Batman, where he has the eye makeup on and it cuts to who he's talking to. And the next scene, he has to take his cowl off. And he doesn't and have the eye makeup. cut back to him yeah. and he doesn't have eye makeup on and he takes the cowl off. Oh, so you see oh, the you mask see, on? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. The you, edit, best. you edit that just a little bit later. I know, so you see I it? know, yeah, I know. On. Just um, amazing. But uh, so, to that so point, I agree though, with you. Yeah, but to that point, like, every time, like, in the Christopher Nolan movies, uh, Bruce Wayne is constantly talking about how, like, he's Batman. That's who I am. Yeah. And, yeah, he's doing this really good job of, like, playing up the Bruce Wayne thing. But I think that's because that's, like, part of him being a better Bruce I think he's Wayne. more established. Yeah, so so I saw this movie on Sunday. And on Wednesday, I was like, another list of, a little, another list of my critiques. Not a big separation between Bruce and Batman. I would have liked to see two distinctive characters there. That was a critique of mine. And then by Friday, I was like, you know, actually – Two years in, younger Batman trying to figure this out. The character arc he takes, he is vengeance. He is the knight. Like, he's still consumed and being torn apart by, you know, whatever. I was okay with the fact that Bruce was less of a deviation away from Batman. And I think it worked for the film. Yeah. In that lens. From a, (laughs) definitely a different Bruce Wayne, I guess. Right. And I think that's why... I think of him as being a, this being maybe the best version of Batman is because he has a hard time even separating versus like Christian Bale. Christian Bale becomes Batman and Batman begins and the whole time is still Bruce Wayne yeah. when he needs to be and has like no problem with that. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. Just different takes. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely different takes. But I, I think that that's, I think that that's an interesting difference between this Batman and the Christopher Nolan Batmans is that like which of which of the Batmans feels like a Batman or do you enjoy more as a Batman versus like the Bruce Wayne it's and the so Bruce funny Wayne aspect because when you think back to the Dark Knight and like why you like that movie or at least for me it's a lot of the things surrounding the Batman element but it's not necessarily the Batman element by itself yeah well we've been making fun of Chris, Christian Bale's <laughs> Batman voice since Batman Begins came yeah. out Right, and that's I think we make fun of it because it's not great. And and in, and in my opinion, the strongest part of this movie is the Batman element. In yeah. my, so it's funny. Last but, thoughts. Let's wrap it up. I hope they make more with this with Robert Pattinson, uh, and I hope they even lean harder into the darkness. Uh, because my again, my favorite thing about this is that it feels like uh, like a gritty 
dark detective movie. And I hope that they continue on with that. And they don't try to turn it into like, oh, here's him meeting other superheroes and, and like just avoid all that. Just like just make a detective Batman movie. Um, Shout out the music. Oh man, I I I I've like, been listening I like to, the grungy indie vibe. Well, yeah, well they have Nirvana is like one yeah. of the main songs. I liked the music in this, but I also say this: they still have the thing where they have a little too much music. Well, and they have like mm, I would I would say close to Aquaman esque inappropriate voiceover in the right like vocal music as opposed to score. Oh music. yeah 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 the the lyrics. I'm not a, typically a big fan of the lyrics being present. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Um, I, and I, I, I just wasn't paying that close attention to the music. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, know. as soon as that Nirvana song came on, like kind of in the, it was early on. I think it was like the morning after that first night. So it was like yeah. 20 minutes in the movie and that Nirvana song came on. I was like, oh, this is like, like not only is the movie dark and grungy, like they're, yeah. they're trying to get that. We're feeling. playing grunge. My, yeah. my, my final thought is this. And I'll kick it to you, Scott, and we'll wrap it up. Um, I am team. Uh, more blockbuster superhero video movies videos. That was a great video we watched. More blockbuster superhero movies with a distinctive voice and with a distinctive palette and tone and um, shot in a way that it makes it feel like a cared for, living, breathing thing, and less a. I just liken it to the Marvel formula where it's I'm literally looking at a wall of CGI and even the dialogue scenes. There's no depth. It's just medium shot, medium shot, medium shot. Just I like things. And if they work like this one, great. And if they don't work um, like the Joker was a mixed bag or if they don't work like uh, some of the other DC movies, whatever. But I the Joker was a mixed bag. I think you love the Joker. Yeah, but you guys didn't. And I think oh, that, oh, and I think yeah, it's been I, devi- I think it's a little bit more divisive. <laughs> I think it's this one of our one. best episodes. Uh, it's a great episode. <laughs> but my point is like go listen to it. <laughs> my point is um I would much rather watch a movie like this, even if it was bad, than a Marvel movie, even if it was slightly by Marvel standards, good, just because of the creative process. That's my takeaway. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I I think I agree with you in that sense of, okay, so we're driving to the movie theater. Liz is talking about how she wishes there were no more superhero and Star Wars movies. And I'm like, Liz, I'm with you, right? Yeah. Like, I... I'm getting Star Wars fatigue. Oh, I, Rise of Skywalker killed Star Wars for me, <laughs> which is a person who... Are you Boba Fett in or not? Have you seen it? I have tried to watch The Mandalorian again, and I can't. can't so I'm out. Okay. Yeah, wow. I'm That's yeah. a big deal for you. Yeah. I know. I know. Which is weird because, like, students come up to me all the time. And they're like, oh, what's Boba Fett? And I was like, yeah. I, no. I can't, yeah. I can't. Wow. Um, it's just my problem is that the – and I think this is tied to really what you're talking about, Dave, of the, the reason you like this movie is because you like the character. And this movie is about the character. And I didn't think about that. I, I think the Chris – oh, no. The Christopher oh. Nolan – Batman trilogy is more about Gotham than it is about Batman. Yeah. And and I hadn't put it in that framework until you just brought that up. And I think that you're right that this movie is very much more about Batman than it is about Gotham. Um, I, I just, I'm burnt out on mass market That's superhero true. movies. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things of like, which is, which is why I'd rather be, it be like this. Cause yeah, this, but even this yeah. time, it didn't I'm feel, like, it didn't feel mass markety. 
the character and the the proper like the property is the, the like, things that feel mass marketing to me though are like that end scene with the like hinting at the Joker. Yeah, well, that, that's yeah, my least right. favorite scene, right? Yeah, no, no. yeah. yeah. It, Duran and I sat there talking about like, wait, is there an end credit scene? And then I pulled up my phone and I tried to find it, and every article is like, is there? Is there <laughs> not? And so we stayed. Did you watch it? Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch the end. I didn't go to the. You said don't stay. Good because there wasn't one. Okay. okay. <laughs> the end credit scene was uh, like when they're talking to the Riddler on the computer. Oh yeah, in the terminal. Yeah. It was just like, are you there? Yes. And oh. then it flashed, literally like a flash and then off a website address. Oh, weird. Like, there's no way you could have known what that web address was if you didn't know it was coming. Yeah. Sorry. But, like, that kind of feels yeah. to me is just like, come on, just make, like, make a movie, right? Yeah. Like, and so yeah. would I go watch the the next one that they come out with? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Would I watch? Because we'll make you to do an episode on it. Dave's Aqua Boy again? Probably not. Yeah, have to do an episode. The chances of me watching Aquaman two are very low. And I, and I think this may be the the kind of the, the wrap up is you you guys had said well maybe Dave did that you like this more than the Christopher Nolan Christian Bale Batman. The Batman, yes. The 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 whole trilogy. If, if you could if you could pick, right, we're getting oh, into the whole our trilogy, arbitraries. Yeah. If you could watch the Christopher Nolan. Trilogy okay. versus this movie. Which yeah. one would you pick? I, well, so trying to separate the fact that I've seen the Crystal Trilogy more. Yeah. Right. I would still pick this one. But I'm saying like in a year, right? Like yep. in yeah. a year I, when you go I, to right. watch a Batman movie, you'd pick, pick this one. I'd pick this one. I think. I'm. See, the Dark the Knight. Only, I, so like, like I like this more than Rises and I like this more than the Batman. Begin. Uh, Batman Begins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it, time will tell whether I like this more than The Dark Knight. But the fact that that's even like a question, yeah, I think, is a big sign that this is a good Batman movie. Yeah. And if I had to choose between which of those to go watch like today, I would watch this again because I want to see this again. Yep. Yeah. I don't Maybe. often want to go see. to theaters again to yeah. watch this. I'm going to go see it again. Corey, you can come with me if you want, if you're listening to this. I go either way. And, and again, I also appreciate that it's a little unfair to compare a trilogy to yeah. a single movie right yeah. so like that may change and this is my argument for like all the haters of last jedi like oh wait see how the trilogy ends and it was a garbage fire right but it's it's this idea that like you know right, if they build on it it may i like the last jedi get the, I, I think last jedi is yeah one of the best star wars yeah movies, right? i anyway. agree thanks man wait is last the, jedi this, the middle one the middle, the middle one, one? Yeah. yeah we don't have to get on a sidetrack uh, right but but the the idea that uh I, I i just i feel as though like in a year i would want to watch christian bale yeah, probably. I mean, I'll go back to The Dark Knight. Yeah. But I don't really have any interest in watching I just watched the YouTube compilation of all the Joker scenes. Um, he gets the, the job, job done. Sounds good to me. Okay. He gets the job done. Are there, uh, Dave, as, a, as the resident DC fanboy, are there <laughs> any uh, uh, DC movies you would watch before you would watch this one? I feel weird <laughs> even saying it. How, like Justice League. Have you watched Justice League? Yeah, again? I saw, Did you I, watch I, the saw the Snyder Snyder I saw the Snyder Cut, yeah. Was it good? It was better. Okay, that's not my question. Was the Snyder Cut a good movie? Uh, was the Snyder Cut a good movie? I'd give it a middle thumb. Okay, I'd give original Justice League a down thumb. Really? I'd give I'd give Justice I give Snyder Cut a middle thumb. Is it only a middle thumb because it's better than the first one? No. Okay. No. That's no, good. it's actually respectable. Okay, that's good. That's Did all. Did you give that's Aquaman a thumbs up? Yeah, you did. <laughs> for what it was? <laughs> what do you mean for what it was? Give me some Wang camera action like that. <laughs> Dude, his last name was just like, what was it? Did it was it Africa by Toto, but okay, covered listen, by that was Pitbull by Pitbull, and, and that leaves oh my, that leaves. Gosh. Have I asked you this question, Scott? Uh oh. Would you rather uh oh listen 
to um, one Pitbull song, but every single artist that exists can cover it? Or would you rather listen to any music that exists all in the world, but Pitbull does every single song? <laughs> uh, I'm not that familiar with Pitbull. So I don't know if I can accurately. Mr. Worldwide. Um, I don't know. What I would, no, I would do the first one. I would do the first one where. The single Pitbull song, but every single artist can do it. Oh, it's only a single it's Pitbull one song. song. It's not Pitbull the does only artist no. can ever no. listen to is this one song. But that's any artist can anybody. do it. I'm going to edit this whole thing out. <laughs> I think I would do the first one because I do not want to hear Pitbull covering every song. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm with Duran. Because yeah. I think there's a lot of artistic interpretation in the cover. There you go, right? Absolutely. You could get some Gregorian chant stuff going. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, recommendations? Uh, who, who should oh, watch this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Not, not other, I mean, oh, yeah. who would, for, for who the would enjoy this movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I think my mom would enjoy it. I think my dad would enjoy it too. Yeah? I think they both would for oh, different right. reasons. Yeah. I'm trying to think if my mom or dad would enjoy this. I think my things that go a little darker, they're not big fans. Oh, well, no. I think that my mom and dad would enjoy this. Craig and Susan, go watch it. My dad would like it. I don't think my mom would. Just because, I don't know. I feel like your mom doesn't like any of the movies we watch. Uh, she'd like Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay. Peanut Butter Pumpkin. She, she, she's not a huge fan of superhero movies in general. That's fair. She's, she's more just like, yeah, what are we doing here? Charlotte yeah. Buff is arguably think, a superhero in that movie. That's. I agree. I think... That if you liked if you liked the movie Seven yep. with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman, you would like this. I think yep. that if you liked the first season or maybe any of the seasons of, of True, True Detective, Detective, you'd probably like this. Uh, there or, were a couple other things that it felt like, but I, I can't remember. I would say I would say if you are a person who liked uh, uh, Christian Bale's Batman, you would like this. I, I shouldn't say you would like it. I think you should watch it. Right? Yes. Because I think it, it I is, think you will find goodness. I, I in think it. if you're a Batman fan, yep. you will like. Yeah, no, I think you, you should watch it. Yeah, right. But yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely a, a strong, a strong movie on its own. A strong entry. Yeah. Um, if if you were frustrated at DC, don't let this stop you. Don't let this stop That's you. That's the big thing. Ooh, right. Yes, that is a great point. Yeah. If you saw Dave's Waterboy and you're like, never again, DC, come back. Come yeah. back. Yeah. Come back. All I right. Have, I never uh, left. Other other media recommendations, Drain. You you were excited. I was excited. Yeah, I thought you were about to jump in with other media recommendations. Recommendations? No, Dave was excited. David, oh. what do you got? Uh, well, I read a lot. Oh my gosh! Wow, so, is that like your favorite hobby? Uh, yeah. After all of the other things I make time for in my day, including going to the gym, is done. I read. Uh, I've been big into an author named Brandon Sanderson, so I've read the Mistborn trilogy. But I'm currently in the Stormlight Archive. I'm on book four, Rhythm of War. But it's a fantastic story. They're all like 1,200 page epics. So get into it if you only if you're ready. Uh, fantastic. I, I find myself thinking about the characters in this story I'm reading. I find myself making life decisions based off of lessons I've learned from the character arcs in these books. I find myself likening my friends, like who would be a good kid. And like, I've found the impact on my life is more than any nonfiction book. Who's Duran? Um, <sighs> Duran would be Moash. 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 M-O-A-S-H. Does this mean anything to you, Scott? No. Oh, I'm just curious. Oh, okay. Duran yeah. would be Moash or Moash. Uh, Scott would be either Dalinar. No, you wouldn't be Dalinar. You'd be a Storm Warden, potentially, just because your beard. Oh, okay. um, but also, I think that That's you would pretty. be... Oh, no, 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 no. You would be... Um, You'd be a Spren for sure. Mm. I think that you'd be an honor Spren. Uh, I think that you'd be Nurum, the honor Spren. Yeah. All right. Oh, Notum. It's not Nurum. It's Notum. Yeah. Nice. You cool. fooled me, Dave. What are those again? 
uh, the Stormlight Archives. Uh, it's a f- book. Uh, book one is The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. Start there. Cool. Dren? Um, consuming media. Uh, I watch a lot of really bad reality television with my wife. And they recently came out with the second season of Love is Blind on Netflix. So we've Isn't been this something that. you've watched a lot of? <laughs> with with Liz, yes. With yes. his wife, yes. Uh, <laughs> while Dave was living with us yeah. is when the first season came out. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. Um, it's super trashy reality television, but it's compelling. Um, so Ooh. if you like reality television uh, and you want to watch people commit to one another for the rest of their lives based on, like, no information whatsoever and then watch it as it falls apart, this is the show for you. Uh, outside of that, it rings think, a little too true, man. Come on. Sorry, sorry. Uh, outside of that, I'm trying to think if there's other media that I've really been absorbing. I I watch a lot of Twitch streams, but I don't think that that's a great thing for me to recommend. Just because it's like, oh, the like race to world first in retail wow is going on, and I've been watching that for like six hours a day. Uh, I don't think people care as much about that. So, Scott. Uh, the the I don't think I've talked about this, but the podcast that got me through COVID was Revolutions. Uh, why am I forgetting his name? By Mike Duncan. It's a podcast, history podcast about revolutions. And they're extremely long and in-depth. And I just put them on when I'm doing projects. And is it like, like political... Yeah, so the first one is the English Revolution in the 1600s, then the American, French, Haitian... Uh, Mexican, Bolivarian, and then Russian right now. Wow. The Russian Revolution episodes, there's like a hundred of them, and they're all like hour long. They're long. It's in depth. Wow. But he's a, he's a really good both storyteller and kind of conveyor of history just in terms of how he presents, and it's good. Revolutions. That's what I got. We got three very different things. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are set. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, how do we end this? Upcoming next movie? Yeah, next movie. What? Oh, I haven't paid attention to any of these. Uh, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. Looks wild. Looks like a trip. Looks yeah. crazy. I don't think it has anything to do with Marvel for anyone that's like multiverse. Uh, yeah. I think it's a standalone. Like, yeah. there's an infinite number of universes, and here's this woman who's <laughs> thrown into that reality. Um, Morbius, I put on here. That's superhero, right? That's yeah. the vampire one, right? Yeah. You don't seem excited. Because uh, it looks bad. I would much rather watch everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, E-A-O. Um, the Northman is from the director who directed The Lighthouse. And it's about Did you guys see Vikings? The Lighthouse? No. I don't know. What's The Lighthouse about? It's a black and white film with Willem Dafoe and Willem Robert Dafoe Pattinson. and Robert Pattinson. And they talk in like thick old English sailor accents. It's. I don't think so, no. It's a trip and you should watch it. Yeah, but... Northman looks interesting, and then the unbearable weight of massive talent is a movie about Nick Nicolas Cage, Cage playing being Nick Cage. Nicolas Cage in like today's day and time, trying to find ways it, to be Nicolas Cage and like still it be looks relevant. Great. Did you see the preview for it? Weird, no. Oh, it looks pretty interesting. I'll watch the trailer for it. Yeah, uh, I'm good on everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, it looks like it'll be fun. Yeah, and Cora wanted to go see it. Uh, I'm fine stepping away from superhero movies. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, cool. Uh, so that'll that'll be next one is uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Dave, what is that again? E E A O. Cool. Uh, which is the end of March. E O. Cool. 
Guys, I'm Duran. I'm one of the guys that you've never heard of. And I'm David, the other one that you've never heard of. And I guess I'm Scott, the last one you've never heard of. Also the other one. Or three guys that you've never heard of. Uh, Till next time. Uh, Ooh, what I used to say, eat, eat your vegetables, call your moms. Dave, you feel good? I feel uh, real good, man. I'm a little. I think that you guys have better voices than I do, but we can't change that. That's not what? been. I don't know. I, I think Scott's your voice got, is your own, Dave. <laughs> yes, it's true. But Scott's got the best voice, and I think that your voice is slightly better than mine. Oh, yeah. We. I think we've talked about this. Your timbre is unmatched. Your baritone is unmatched. Timbre? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, T I M B R E. Isn't that timbre? No, it's called. It's pronounced timbre. It's weird. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like uh, the the vibrations in your voice, kind of. Oh, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, Are we, we recording? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean. Oh, let's not edit any of this. No, we're going to edit no, most of it. No, I think it's gold. <laughs>